Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts. Whisper and Brew. It was about a week and a half we had off. Just life gets in the way. I don't know what happened. Uh, it was good though because last Sunday we didn't bother recording. I was an emotional wreck after captaining Ryan Pappenhausen and my bald co-host VC Manu and looped two very different moods last week. But uh, we. We soldier on. I saw slightly red arrows. You, my man, you're on the improve. Um, I am down to 158th. I think we topped. We were, we were at a high of 102 last week, so we lost like 56 spots. But mate, you're creeping up. You're you're like 350 points out of the top top 1k. Is that all? Yeah, it's 350, oh, it's 350, 350 So the dream is on. Uh, but as we will get to trade talk at the end, you might need a lot of luck to go your way with with the the trades that you've left, but we like to live dangerously. I, I always live dangerously in Supercatch. I go hard or go home. Yeah, look, I'm going to have to make the right decisions and hopefully the injury carnage, you know, comes to a halt because I've, I've been smacked a little bit around in the last couple of weeks. Katoa, losing Katoa is big for me. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't really a planned trade. Pappy, look, Pappy, it's, it's not unfortunate so, and not so it, makes, much, I think. it makes my move to hold him earlier in the season yeah. Now the definitely the incorrect move. Um, so that hurts. You know where where would I be ranked if I had have freed up that cash and and taken the extra points? But at least everyone owned him, so that's a it's a hit for everyone this week. Yeah, I mean last week was just was bonkers. I mean I brought in DTE, I brought in Dave Fafita. Both those guys did well. Garrick did well. Manu obviously with one hundred and ninety didn't have the VC on him or the C. So anyone that did, well done. Uh, I was not one of those guys, unfortunately. Um, but. Yeah, just a, just a monster score last week. I think I scored like just just under fourteen hundred without Pappenhausen or with Pappenhausen as captain. So I can't complain too much. But yeah, just just brutal with with Pappenhausen and he's out for the season. And um, some questions we'll get asked next year of sort of his fantasy relevance, um, considering the injury does affect his explosiveness and whatever. And we're gonna have the guys like Tom Travojevic at pretty discounted rates. So it'll be interesting to see what we do with Pappenhausen. But we will discuss that uh, in December, January. Next year, today we're going to discuss round nineteen. We're heading to the pointy, the pointy end of the season. Head to head players that maybe outside the top eight are scraping through to try and get some wins. If you're an overall guy, you're looking to. I would say now is the now is the time to pot up. Uh, if you've played it safe all year with your overall teams, now is the now is the time to take some risks and try and gain some ground. So it's a very interesting point of the season. Uh, team lists dropped at four o'clock. The Broncos, all their Origin guys are back. That includes Payne Haas as well. And I think the best thing here, Hosking, he's been fantastic, but he drops out of the side completely, which is great for owners. He's not going to be a 10, 15 minute bench fodder option, which is great. Uh, Ryan Madison is. Back for the Parramatta Eels. Jake Trevojevic is out for the Sea Eagles. Uh, Fiege is in for Suli. Uh, your boy Luke Keary is back after uh, a, bit of, a bit of a layoff, but it's good to see him back. So Satili Supernua is out with an ACL. Out for the season, unfortunately. And Joey Manu has been named Brew, but there was some whispers going around that he could be in doubt after his, uh, 
you know, he's he's a little cramp pull. He's he's jerky. He, he scored. Um, where do you sit on that? Do you think it's all fair in game, bit of gamesmanship, or or do you think it was a genuine cramp up? Then he just saw a gap and took it. Oh look, he he cramped up. You could see, by the way, that he stopped and then grabbed his leg. But you know, I guess the defence stopped, and then I guess it comes down to sportsmanship in that situation. Do you run through the gap and you know set up a try like he did, or do you just, you know, take a knee and say, you know, you played fair, I'll play fair. It was yeah. it was a funny moment. I'll, I'll pay that. And as a captain, or I suppose, you know, You'll take uh, the by that stage, I was, I was looping, you know, 30 minutes before that, I was looping. I was looping by half time. Um, um, as for the Roosters, how do you think Luke Keery coming back in affects you guys? Because to be honest, like the Roosters have looked good over the last sort of three weeks. Look, I think Manu's the six, to be honest. And I think Walker plays better when he's, when he's playing the seven role and, you know, I was really hoping that Kiri might get eased back in, in the 14, uh, just to protect him and maybe not take away from a little bit of the mojo that the Roosters has been playing with in recent times with Manu at six. So I must admit when I saw Manu in the four, I was a, I was a little bit disappointed. I was hoping he would stay in the halves. Yeah. I definitely think he's going to be floating throughout the game. Look, look to me last week, he was sort of attacking in the six and defending, uh, in the centres, so I think it depends on how Trent Robinson's going to use him. Uh, for the Knights, Kurt Mann is back on the bench. That sees Mitch Barnett stay at 13, and uh, Kurt, Chris Randall drops out of the side completely, so Jaden Braley, for anyone that owns him in draft, I doubt anyone has him in classic, but for draft guys, you expect him as a good play there. For the Raiders, Elliot Whitehead, Nick Cottridge back. Uh, really good to see Elliot, not Elliot Whitehead, really good to see Albert Hopper-Wade. Um, now, obviously, had plenty of wraps on him the last sort of three or four years. Never really got the crack in NRL. Had plenty of injuries. Had some setbacks. But Elliot, uh, Albert Hoffawati gets his chance on the wing for the Raiders, mate. Yeah, look, it's good to see him get a go. I've got to admit, I'm a little bit um, sad for James Schiller. Like, he, he hasn't really had a crack. He played well in round one and maybe two if he played two. I can't remember. And since then, he's only really had opportunities, you know, off whether he's bench. been the 18th man that's that's popped in or off the bench. And he had a blinder, I thought. He played really, really well uh, on the weekend. And it's just unfortunate that, you know, you have your best game and you go down with an injury. So disappointing for him, but opportunity, obviously, for, for young Hopawade to, to finally get his crack. Yeah, as Jordan Rappiner is suspended, which seems to be... You know, a four to five times thing thing a year. It, it doesn't go a year in the NRL without Jordan Ruffin getting suspended. So I'm sure Schiller will get his chance coming back uh, from injury. <clears throat> Shneel Harris to be named at fullback with Reese Walsh on the bench. Probably the biggest surprising thing from Teamless Tuesday. I, I don't know how I feel about this. The Warriors, I think they're just going to throw a lot of shit at the wall and hope something sticks. Um, Penrith, as expected, and your boy, Sione Katoa, is out for the season that sees Connor Tracy move to the wing. And look, mate, I'll be honest, I think this Sione Katoa injury has saved a lot of Sivitalikai owners because fully fit, I probably would have kept Tracy at the centre and had Talakai off the bench. Look, in the preseason, you and I, and probably most podcasters, had Tracy starting in that centre role. So it was kind of surprising when Talakai ended up you know, nabbing it. And he, his form's kind of dipped, you know, once he had that big game, a bit of attention went on him and they learned how to shut him down and he hasn't done a whole lot since. And Tracy's a bit like, not to the same extent, but he's a little bit like Matt Burton when he plays in the centres. He's got that kicking game. He's got that five-eighth ball playing skill. And, you know, it seems to be a, an option now to have these type of players in the centres. You look at a Joey Manu who's proved that he can play six or one and he's playing in the centres, you know, same type of thing. He's very creative and it's a real attacking weapon for sides to have that. 
Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I definitely agree with you um, there. However, he is on the wing and Talakai back in the centres for the Melbourne Storm. Your boy Tyrant Wishard, you bought him as hooker cover. Uh, he now has wing. He's he's now on the wing for the Melbourne Storm with Nick Meany at fullback uh, and Grant Anderson at fourteen. This is disgusting. Uh, it's probably going to ruin any, any loop chances at all this week. So Grant Anderson at fourteen is is awful. I must have missed that. I thought yeah. he did a serious injury on his arm. Uh, I must have skimmed over that looking at the team sheet. Yeah, I um, I saw it and I was like, oh, sweet, no, Anderson, that's awesome. And then I scrolled down to the bench and there he was in, in the 14, which is not ideal. Um, the Titans and the Dogs, they line up 1-17. to 17. The Cowboys, all the Origin guys are back and Ruben Cotter is still on ice. So there was reports that he'd be back around 19, but probably looks to be close to around 20. I've come this far holding him. I'm, I'm just going to keep holding him. Look, selling him the minute he went down with injuries kind of proved to be the right call, I think. Now, like, this is an extensive run. But, yeah, if you've held him this far, of course, you would just hold him a little bit further, I suppose. Yeah, the reason I held him is just because no one at Hooker is screaming at, buy me. Grant's sort of gone off the boil a little bit. Cook was rested over Origin. Uh, Blake Braley hasn't really kicked on from his early season form. Reese Robson, probably the only viable, or Appy Coruscant, the only viable options really to, to pick up at the time. So, yeah, I'm happy to hold. Um, however, let's move on to the most bought. And, I mean, mate, no surprise, he's looked in the, you know, the media, media have said it for the last two weeks, the best shape of his career. And I was not worried about these last two games with Latrell Mitchell. I thought he'd come in and beat down all these weaker sides. But I think the big test is now uh, playing in that really tough run that Souths have uh, moving forward. But 16.5% of teams don't really mind. Uh, he is number one most traded in player this week. Look, I'll say one thing. I really do wish I ended up going Latrell when I said I was going to buy him instead of Jerome. Um, I think that's going to prove to be the wrong move. But as you said, even now, obviously Pappenhausen's injured. I've got the cash. I'm not really looking at Latrell, to be honest. I, I really do not like South's run home, and they're not going to be able to bully these sides on the way home. Like even the Bulldogs scored, you know, I can't remember, 24 points or whatever it was against them, you know, well and truly in that contest. And that's no knock on the Bulldogs, but at the same time, the Bulldogs aren't a top six side and they're going to play all of them on the run home. So I think it's going to be a lot harder. And, you know, Mitchell's not going to be scoring one to two tries every week and you'll come back to earth and get a few 45 to 50s, I'd say. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you and I, we, we love Latrell. Like, we were hyping him up mm. all preseason. Um, we highlighted that South golden run from, like, round eight to round 20. We were we were going to be all over Latrell, and unfortunately, he was out. Um, but if you told me two weeks ago that Latrell would come back and just go 100-100, I, I wouldn't have been surprised, um, considering the opposition that they were facing. The biggest query for me is being low on trades, yourself included. I'm not looking to pick up guys for one to two week plays anymore. For me, it's now season-long keepers. And just with the fullback options available, I would have rather taken your punt. On on number two, actually, James Desco had 14% of teams being brought in. Uh, look, Teddy got some really good junk at the end of last week, was was frustrating for non-owners. But I think I think he still had a 50-60 floor without uh, that try at the end there. And I'd hate to say it, but Kiri back in the six probably stifles Manu a little bit and therefore opens up Teddy just like a little bit more. Possibly, but at the same time, you can also play off the back of what Manu creates too. So it's a double-edged sword. I think it was 55 last week, uh, which is solid base um, without the tries. But again, he's not going to score two tries every week. So I think there's a genuine opportunity to really go pod now. Like no no turbo, no puppy, no other fullbacks really, you know, lighting it up, you know, I guess you could say Latrell is, but, you know, that comes with the footnote of really tough run home. So 
it's kind of open season at fullback. And I really hope people don't all just jump on James Tedesco and, and go, you know what? This is the time I'm going to go on a run here and I'm going to pick this player and this is why. Yeah, I reckon at the end of today's episode, we can run over some of the best options that I guess aren't being spoken about. Um, however, number three, I guess is another another option, a fullback option. He's Ruben Garrick at 6.3% of teams. Uh, I guess a lot of people didn't buy him at the time and now they're sort of licking their wounds and they're, they're picking him up at top dollar. Um, however, he is the long-term manly fullback for this season. Uh, there is some whispers going around that Turbo might be back this year, but that's not until like midway through the finals at best. Um, so, yeah, Ruben Garrick, I think, is still an absolute lock. He's the reason why I bought... Or not he is the reason, but that manly draw is the reason why I bought DCE last week. And Garrick is just, yeah, fullback. Probably looks to be picking up the goal-kicking again this week after having it off for a couple of weeks with that hit-pointer injury. And, uh, yeah, manly, manly fullback in that glorious run home. No-brainer for me. Look, he's... he's... He's been a great buy. Yeah, he's pretty much never let you down. He's got a really high base. He's always there to back up the tries. He can, he can throw the you know typical fullback cutouts to to get the extra junk in there. He's a he's a great option. In fact, there is an option for Pappy Sellers just to duel him or Manu down into fullback with pretty, well, I'd say security yeah. and and open it up. You know, pick up a forward, pick up two centers like go a different direction. The option is there, especially with the majority of people still owning Nico Hines as well. Like there's, there's all kinds of options. Yeah. I put my hand up and say I was hundred percent wrong with Ruben Garrick. I remember when he got the fullback, um, I said that he wouldn't burn you. Like if you, if you're an owner, awesome. Um, if you're not owner, awesome. I, I didn't think he was a player that you had to rush out and get, but if you owned, I wouldn't be selling him. Definitely put my hand up and say I was wrong there. Um, would we, would we be saying this if we didn't have this fullback crisis? I don't know, but Ruby Garrick has just been solid and, uh, putting up numbers consistently and he definitely needs to be looked at in sides that don't own him already. Uh, at 6.1% of teams is last week's, uh, stud 191 points. I think it was Joey Manu also available at fullback. All these guys are, and, um, you'll see why when it comes to the most sold, but Manu this year, he's a must-have. Let's let's just not beat around the bush. There's no point saying what his Supercoach stocks are. The difference is like he's like last last couple of years, he's sort of been, you know, 40, 45 player. Yeah, but he'd go on like a month stretch where he just average a hundred and then just fall off a cliff. It just mm-hmm. seems like he's getting way more touched on the ball this year. He's still so young. His average is increasing year on year. Um, Joey Manu, for footy fans know, but like I think the casual footy fan now sees just like what an absolute stud he is when he gets his hands on the ball. The fact that he's a Kiwi and doesn't play Origin means that he gets these opportunities, and every time he gets an opportunity, he shows something. Every time he gets an opportunity for New Zealand, you know, he has he has 400 run meters and touches the ball 50 times. It just opens up the options at club level, and, you know, they've realized that you've got an extra spine player playing in the centers, so we need to get this guy more touches, and that's just what it comes down to. That guy touches the ball. He's going to, you know, rack up the points with tackle busts, you know, line breaks, et cetera. I would say the Cowboys have the second best draw coming home apart from the Manly Seagulls, and that sees Valentine Hones, origin start, 4.7% of teams being brought in this week, available center wing fullback, <laughs> the top five all available at center wings. Can you get behind the merit of uh, signing Valentine Hones in this, uh, I was going to say Canary side, in this Cowboys side that is just looking like, you know, just a, a completely different side of life this year? He's one of my three options at fullback that I'm looking at this week. I haven't decided which one. Uh, I need a future plan a little bit. So my trades are a, a little bit more than just what I do this week. It's also, you know, what I do in the next week or two afterwards. But he is one of the guys, as you said, the draw is great. 
I really like that there's been some higher scores without actually scoring the tries, which means that he's getting involved in other ways. Also got that we know safe, he's got the talent. The, the safe goal kicking floor as well. The Cowboys are putting up points this year. One of the most majestic goal kickers oh, to watch, I think. Just I the would, way he hits that ball. I is would have beautiful. him I would have him second in the NRL to Jermaine Asako. I think Jermaine Asako mm. k- kicks a really pretty ball and Holmes is just just behind him, I feel. So definitely good to watch on the eye. Yep, I agree. Awesome. Uh, number six, number seven, and number 10, Cameron Munster, Nathan Cleary, Harry Grant. Not too much to say about those guys. Uh, however, mm-hmm. number eight, a guy that I brought in last week, Daly Cherry Evans. Now, I think he won't have the ceilings what he had last week because he probably won't have the goal kicking. Uh, but now with the you know fullback crisis, sees some teams move Nico Hines down um, to fill in a slot there, and that may- maybe opens up a halfback slot. And I would probably say DCE is the second best option for the run home behind Cleary. Could even be part of this. You could even argue that DC is probably the best option to have for the run home in terms of like points scored from now until the end of the season. I think part of this is the eye test and the fact that Cherry Evans looks like he's playing some of, if not the best football of his career from a pure NRL perspective. And obviously, you know, the way that he played in origin as well. And I think that's having an, a factor, you know, in people making this pick. You're just looking at him going, this guy's in form. And he's if he's running, in form, he's going to score points. He's running the ball a lot more. And he's 40-20s, like, the way that he just spots that and kicks it, like, that's 10 points every time he does that, and he's doing it with regularity at the moment. Um, I really support it. If I had the additional moves and didn't already get Hughes locking out my seven position, definitely something I'd look at. Uh, number nine, most sport, Hosking from the Broncos. Has looked really good the last two weeks. Drops out of the side completely. I'm sure if people are looking that, for it. That'll change. If you're looking for enough, I'd just go with Jewel Enough here rather than him. Uh, but that is the top ten. Number uh, The top five most sold, 38% of teams. I didn't even think there was 38% of teams still playing have traded that Ryan Pappenhausen. Not too much more to say about this, uh, unfortunately, for, for Papp. And he, mate, did you watch that Storm game? He was looking like going off for 200. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, well, the first minute there was a line break and then he threw a ball five metres forward. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, him and... Munster basically did the same thing again. He was he was touching the ball a lot, and he looked like he was absolutely in the mood. I, after 10 minutes of that game, I was sitting there going, this is going to be one of those days for the Storm, and I was rubbing my hands. You know, I think going into that, I was oh, nearly 12, it's 12, somewhere between 1250 and 1300, and I had three players from the Melbourne Storm spine, and I was going, yeah. 1500 might be on here. And then, obviously, he had that horrific, you know, contact injury with White and, and he was down and the game changed completely. Yeah. You know, I feel bad for Paps. You know, that was a, you know, if you do an ACL or something, you know, it's a bit different to a contact injury like yeah, that. That that'd, is brutal. That'd be painful. Um, yeah, Tarpany and Elliot just really wrestled that game back for the for the Raiders and they just took it on the front foot. But yeah, Pappenhausen was on. How good's Adam Elliot? Oh, mate. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I know you're the owner oh. and you, you know, you, you blow his trumpet regularly, <laughs> but like, honestly, 
he's playing some of the best football of his career, and Adam O'Brien better not ruin that guy. Like he hey. just needs to slot in at thirteen at Newcastle, play sixty minutes, and just let the guy go. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to look too far ahead in advance. But at the start of the year, he was averaging like twenty points a game. So his season average is only like 50, 53, 54 points. So he could He'll still, be in that he, awkward price range next year. Yeah, but if he, but if if he's going to be playing lock, I mean. There's merit that he's option. that he's an option. I, we're talking way too far in the future, but yeah, dual I mean, hooker, dual dual hooker, but yeah, definitely get him in. Um, but yeah, like I think the Raiders wrestled that game back really well. I, I do feel bad for Paps. He had 40 points after 10 minutes, and I was thinking coming into the game, I was like, all right, well, we're not going to beat the guys at straight captain Manu, but we can definitely beat the loopers here when it comes to like overall points. So if Pap can go like 150, then it'll it'll beat the loopers, which would have been great. And then, yeah, kind of kind of ruined my afternoon that one. So it was good to have the podcast off on Sunday. Uh, number two, look, when it comes to trades at this point of the year, uh, a lot of the trade outs are quite low percentage because teams are just cutting the dead wood. So I think we can agree. We can cut to the chase on these guys. Ezra Mam, Will Penasini, Karaz, and Talakai. Teams are cutting Catch those guys. They're, they're the top five. Talakai, I think you can probably hold now um, that there is security on his job position. We know the Sharks' job coming home is great. I think you can get behind holding it. It's a luxury trade at this point. Um, but Mam, Penasini, and Karaz, all those guys, I think have done fantastic. And it's probably time to move them on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had a look at the option of, of selling Mam this week. Not going to do it. Um, didn't like the combination that I came up with in the price left over, but certainly he's he's done all he can do, and and I don't really think he's going to often go beyond sixty, you know, to finish the season. He'll probably always score over forty, which is good. He's in that kind of safe areas, but I don't think the ceiling's going to be quite the same to finish. They've got too many attacking weapons. Brisbane at full strength. Good afternoon. This is your captain speaking. Weird one this week. There's uh there's a few options. I mean the, the two big guns, Hines and, and Cleary there. They're in kind of gross matchups. The Storm, they play South. That's that who knows what's gonna happen there. I've kind of narrowed it down to DC or Garrick versus the Dragons. That looks like a really, really tempted game to chuck the VC on. Uh you obviously got Tedesco versus the Knights. That could be a, a bloodbath. Nico Cleary, I think it depends on your team setup. Um it depends who you think scores more. And I mean the to be fair, the Bunnies and Storm game, that could be like a 26-20 kind of game. So there definitely could be some points there. I'm going to be settling on DC or Garrick as my VC. Haven't worked out who yet. And I'm probably just going to go Tedesco as my captain, which gives away one of my trades at the end of, end of today. Uh, I am i don't mind the Garrick call. Uh, I'm probably going to VC Manu against the Knights. Double, double down? I think... Yeah, I think I think there'll be good good amount of points in that game. Um, does the, does the what happens what happens if he is ruled out? Like obviously there is there is some issues over his calf, and there was some doubt whether he's going to get named. If game day comes around, Manu's out. What are we doing there? Uh, I will VC one of my trade ins. If I go that direction, I'll VC that person, which I'll talk about later. Uh, captain this week, I'm not mucking around. I'm just going Cleary. Fair enough. Uh, I am not going Cleary, so we'll have something good to talk about on Sunday. Um, who do you? So obviously, I was going to. That was my next question. Hines or Cleary? You think Cleary has the better week? Yeah, it's at Blue Bet. There, that's a fortress there, man. Like I don't know. And uh, I, they, heard, they sh- I, I heard last week that Cleary was Cleary was in Bali. You know, he could come back with a bit of Bali belly, mate. Ah. Uh, no, nah, he's a professional athlete. He'll be all right. Um, I don't think he would have been there long enough to get up to too much trouble. So, no, at Penrith, you know, after a week off, should be a little bit fresher. I'm sure they've had a good week at training. They'll be, they'll be after, ready for the Sharks. After he lost his Australian 7 jersey to Cherry Evans, you know, just like just get get ripping back into it. 
the more they win now, the more they can rest leading into the finals. So these games are going to be key to them. I think they'll be all in. Um, yeah, Cleary for me. Yeah, they're like they're like six, seven. They're like eight points clear or something at the top. It's just ridiculous. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, rounds 23, 24, 25, they're going to suck Pacific Coach. I feel like they're just going to kick us right in the dick. Yep, absolutely. It's going to be horrible. Hot takes this week. Uh, I guess from my hot takes, you can tell who I own. I've got Latrell sub of 50, um, just basically banking on no try involvements from Troll. I've got Tedesco as the top scoring fullback option just in general. And I've got David Fafita coming off the back of 75 doing absolutely nothing for a 100-plus affair. Okay, good, good, good. I had Dave Fafita scoring one and setting one up this week. I feel like I snipe plus. you. Next week, I'm going to let you go first because I feel like I snipe you every week. You do a, you do a little bit. You do, indeed. Uh, I've got uh, pretty much the same for Papali. I've got Papali'i scoring a double this week against the Broncos, which should be 100-plus. And I've got Aaron Booth. The hooker. For... Our boy, our preseason boy. Oh. How good did he look? How, wait, hang on. Uh, How good did Aaron Clark look at fucking 13? He didn't look too bad there, I must admit. Um, but yeah, I got Booth burrowing over for a try this week uh, and going 70 plus. It's really going to fuck our super coach things next year, by the way, because he's going to average I've, like. I've, I got Booth. Yeah, but like just for next year, like he's going to average like 55, 60 to, to end the year. He'll be priced like ridiculous next year. It'll be awful. I'm considering playing him this week. I know you bought him last week. I, I, I did see that. Um, all right. Did. Ladies That's and gentlemen, confidence. I'd like to report a trade. Uh, I mean, since we didn't stream last week, what did you end up, not that it matters, but what did you end up doing last week? Because you mentioned that you got Booth. Uh, okay, so I didn't end up getting Dave Fafita last week. Um, At least I still wanted him. Um, but I really had this gut feeling on Manu and I was sitting there at work on Friday talking to a few of the boys and I'm like, dead set, Manu's going to go bonkers this week. I'm going to get him. Thanks for telling me And that. I, I, I traded him in on the spot. I said to him, I'm like, if he's not my straight C, he's going to be my vice captain. I've just got a gut feeling. I'm going to do it. So I did it because I was like, you know what? With minimal trades left, I've got the cash after, you know, uh, using going down to Booth. I can't remember who I traded to Booth. I think it was Talakai actually. I went Talakai down to Booth via Jules. And I had all this cash left over and I was like, I can just afford Manu. I should do it. So I did it and put the VC on him and, you know, a near 1,500 score and the rest is history. So that was last week. Uh, For me last week, I ended up, look, I really wanted Cherry Evans. And then the conundrum was like, I'm probably not going to have the trades to get Hamwala Olokawatu in. So I just said, look, if I get Cleary, if if I get Cleary, if I get Cherry Evans... That probably hedges me with Olukawatu, so I probably don't have to get him then. So I decided to trade Mam out, and then with the news that Talakai was benched, uh, I traded Talakai out as well. Gave me the funds to go David Fafita over Hamal Olukawatu. Went for the pod factor and the fact that I was getting Cherry Evans as well, kind of hedged my bet. So I got Fafita and Cherry Evans. Both those guys did very well for Mam and Talakai. As for this week, um, how many trades do you have pre-trades? And Three. what are the moves? So, yeah, so basically you're making two moves this week, so you're going to leave yourself one trade from rounds 20 to 25. Slim, uh, but, you know, you did it last year and you finished top 100, so there, there is merit to it. Yeah, look, it's not ideal, and my squad's not what it was last year, so I'm probably going to be in some trouble. But, uh, you know, all these injuries popped up. I wasn't really planning to go nuts with trades this week, but I lost two of my guys. I've got to do it. So, at the moment, Day for Feet is definitely coming in, 100%. Um, 75 doing so absolutely nothing. I'll, I'll be going um, Katoa to Fafita via Tago, I think it is, 
So finally getting Tago down in the centres after all this time. He's been up there since about round three, I think. Uh, second move, complicated. Okay, so we got Pappy out. I'm either looking at going, my first choice is Kalen Ponga, um, which is, you know, I actually don't, probably... I don't hate that. Like, you know, I want to bring it, and this is the reason why I said at the top of the show, like, let's discuss fullbacks that aren't James Desco or Latrell Mitchell, because I know that you were considering um, Kalen Ponga, and, and this week's kind of gross, but you, you, you don't have the trades to wait. Uh, like, you play, I don't he... mind this week, to be honest. Like, the Roosters are leaking points, like... Maybe the, the Dragons fell off last week, but they still scored a couple of quick ones, easy ones against against the Chooks last week. And, you know, they were in that game up until half time, and that sin bin really changed the game and opened it up. So, you know, they can the, – the points are there against the Roosters, and they did flog them in round one. So there might be a mental scar there for the Chookies. Also, then they've got the Bulldogs, Tigers, Broncos, Canberra, Gold Coast – and the Sharks, none of that really bothers me because, you know, the Sharks on their day can be a defensive powerhouse, absolutely. But the Broncos, even when they win, still leak points. And everyone else on that list uh, leak lots of points. So I don't mind it. He, he's a sub-500. He's oh, I really like again. the move. He's now, yeah, he's goal-kicking now. Jay Cliff is out of favour. I, I really do like it. I just didn't like it this week. But you don't really have the trades to wait a week with Pappenhausen and Katara out. So I actually, yeah, I really like it as the pod factor as well. Yeah, the other options I've got is drink water just to capitalise on the Cowboys' run home and the fact that they are scratching and clawing to get a potentially up to top two finish, I guess, which is going to be all important into the finals. So restings-wise, I don't see drink water getting a rest the rest of the season, so I think he's safe in that regard. Plenty of points on offer, obviously, in the Cowboys. We've seen them do that regularly. If they do score points, Drinkwater is generally involved in it, either on the back of the tries or setting them up. For all the reasons I just said, Val Holmes is the other option. Also the goal kicker, which is the benefit of, you know, the goal kicking, which could be anywhere between, say, 10 to 30 points in goal kicking if the Cowboys, you know, have a day out. So that's kind of my short list at the moment. I think I'm, I'm not going Ted. I'm not going Latrell. Um, have you looked at Nick I'm going to go a different direction. Look, I did look at Nick Meaney, but I, from memory, and this is off the top of my head, so don't quote me on this, but from memory, the, the Storm's final four in, involves Parramatta, Penrith, South, and I think the Roosters. That's that's not very good at the back end of the close, season. Close, close. South, Warriors, Titans, and then from 22 onwards, the Panthers, Broncos, Roosters, Parramatta. So, there you go. Yeah, not ideal. Melbourne Storm goal kicker, though. There is the floor there. I think he averaged 75, which isn't too bad. Um so, yeah, I think, I think there's some merit. I really do like the Callum Ponga shout, to be honest. Um, as for my trades, my man, I need a gun fullback. So, Ryan Pappenhausen is out for James Desco, unfortunately for me. I know it's not pod, but that's, it is what it is. I took a pod shout in for Feeder and Cherry Evans last week. And I'm also trading out... Goodness, I need to work out who my... Oh, Mitch Barnett. Now he's been moved back to lock. Mitch Barnett sucks. Yeah. Uh, I didn't play him last week which was a, a genius move in the end. I, I Trading him out, he made some good money. Uh, and I'm trading Mitch Barnett out, out for Valentine Holmes. And I like it. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't really need to say much because I just spoke for about five minutes about the Cowboys. So, yeah, I like it, dude. I like it a lot. I think you'll find that quite a few people end up getting on Val Holmes this week. Also. You know, like I said, goal kicker, top side. Yeah. 
you know, they score a lot of points. There's going to be points. There's going to be big games in there for him. Gives me about 350k left over. Um, and Oof. I have to work. Yeah, I've only, I've only got three trades though. So I only plan on using one. I plan on having two. Hopefully to hold the two for round 25 when half my side gets benched. Um, basically, I'll ask you guys in the chat this next question. Uh, next week, sorry. It'll come down to Dylan Brown or Harry Grant. And if we go Harry Grant, Brew, I can go Andrew Fafita to Harry Grant straight with the cash in the bank. <laughs> Really, I'm not really, sure how I feel about Grant at the moment. Yeah, that's the thing. Like normally, Grant would be a slam dunk, but he crashed over for a trial last week and got 60, 65. It's a little bit off about the storm at the moment, and you know, he got that phantom whistle try. You take that off, he had a real stinker of a game. There wasn't, points or there wasn't a great deal of involvement. I really, I don't know. I don't know how they go without without you know Pappenhausen there. I think more of it will go through Munster and. I think Grant, Grant's game isn't relying on Pappenhausen, thankfully. Grant's game's relying on his forwards getting quick play the balls. Um, so, yeah, I'll give him a week. And, yeah, it'll basically come... I've got one trade left. It'll come down to, you know, drink water. Um, it'll come down to basically any 2RF, any hooker, or any 5-8th. So, Dylan Brown, Cam Murray, um, you know, Cary Grant, Damien Cook. I've got the money there. and It'll just depend on who I like next week. And that'll be my side for the run home. It's a good side, mate. You can still do this. No, I'm, 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 I'm well, I'm well too, I'm well too far back for a, for a win. Uh, I think we're all cheering on Tim Moody again. Um, but yeah, man, top 100 would be sick after 18k last year, whatever it was. But uh, that's going to be us done for the week. A quick one this week, only half hour. Or so Brucey has got a run, hence why we recorded a little bit earlier today. Um, but we'll be back on Sunday, I think. I haven't looked at the game schedule, but I know that the three games last week really threw you out of whack because you. You know, you got you got to bed at three o'clock in the afternoon with the sun still up, so there was no way I was getting you to record eight o'clock at night. But I start work at three a.m. But yep, <laughs> yeah. So it'll yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. You've been listening to the Jewel Session podcast. I've been yeah. See, Whisperer, coach of the Ramsey Resurgence. Uh, I think my team, my team, member next year, it's got to be the Elliot Emergence. Don't mind that. Yeah, <laughs> don't mind that at all. I've been joined by the coach of the Brew World Order, Brew SC Twenty Two, mate. Thank you once again for joining me. No problems. Uh, And we will see you on the other side uh, come Sunday. Take care. See you Sunday, guys.